Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Good morning and welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. Mike Tom is away today. She's an author, a speaker, and a coach. But life wasn't always this great for Susan Wynn. At the age of 22, Susan was involved in a traumatic event that changed her life forever. Today on Connections, we'll find out exactly what happened and how that eventually led her to become the successful person that she is today. Susan, you've got quite the life story that goes from an extreme low to an extreme high. Can you tell us what life was like before you were involved in that very traumatic event in your life? You know what? I was... Uh, I was uh living in a small town by the name of Port Arthur, right outside of Houston, Texas. And uh, growing up in Port Arthur, it was fun. We'd ride bikes after school. We'd go to the, you know, the mall, the, the mall nearby. We'd uh, go roller skating. And that was all we really did in Port Arthur, Texas. Maybe go to the movies as well, but there wasn't much to do. But it was a small community, and uh, it was fun growing up. And uh, my mom uh, got a really nice opportunity in Houston, Texas. She was in the medical field. So we decided to move to Houston, which is a big city, about um, 100 and maybe 50 miles away from Port Arthur, Texas. And uh, living in Houston was interesting, and it was different, and uh, it was pretty fun. But uh, it was a huge transition from living in a small town and moving into a big city. And what was that transition like? Um, it was difficult in the beginning, definitely, because I was born in Port Arthur, Texas, and I had the same friends growing up until when I was about uh, 14, 15 years old, I'd say. And then moving to Houston, you're the new girl, right? New girl on the block, and you're attending high school, and it's just different. I felt like um, it was a huge challenge for me because – at that age, you're growing and you're evolving and you're growing into, you know, um, a female. And uh, you wanted to hold on to your old friends, but you weren't able to. So um, I was moved here, and uh, fortunately, I met one of my best friends, and we're still best friends until this time. And uh, she befriended me. Her name is Anna. I love you, Anna. <laughs> and uh, after that, um, you know, we became the closest we were inseparable we did everything together so she made my transition a whole lot better <laughs> susan Wynn couldn't move her body she couldn't open her mouth she couldn't even blink her eyes to signal to those standing over her she could hear the sirens and see the flashing lights but couldn't do anything susan can you tell us what happened on that night sure so at the age of 22 some friends and i were um it was a it was a weekend and we were we wanted to go hang out and do something. So it was a spontaneous night out. So uh, we decided to head out. But on the way home, um, I was at the wheel. It was dark and drizzling. And the uh, car hydroplaned on the wet street near us, which I reacted. I lost control of the wheel. And the next thing you know, I was ejected from the windshield about 50 feet away from the car. And um, a piece of the car severed my arm completely. Um, I was in shock. Um, the last thing I remembered was laying on the wet ground with a bright light above me. And I knew there was something awfully wrong by the sounds of people screaming and sobbing around me. Um, it was the most terrifying moment of my entire life. Uh, when I got to the hospital, the doctors actually mentioned to me that I was very fortunate 
if the ambulance did not arrive when they did, I would have been in shock and I would have led to a vegetative state. And you obviously survived. What happened from there once you left the hospital? So, you know, losing my dominant arm at the age of 22 was, um, man, it was, um, it was horrific. There were many moments where I didn't want to see the next day. I didn't want to be alive. When I looked in the mirror, I just felt disgusted from being this attractive 22-year-old and then being an amputee. I felt deformed, right? So my world just completely came tumbling down right in front of my eyes. I went through depression. Um, I I isolated myself. Um, I felt like no one really understood what I was going through because I feel like that's depression, right? When we go through something and regardless of the support and impact we have around us, regardless of the friends and family, the wonderful people that are showing us affection and that are loving on us, we still feel very alone in our heart, in our mind. I felt like no one understood what I was going through. So I started self-medicating. I started doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. And um, I won't spill the beans too much, but I write about this in my book. But I reached a terrible turning point. I actually let the anger and the bitterness and the resentment and the frustration take over my life. Um, There was another night. I decided to finally leave the house after isolating myself for months on end, on years on end. And I went out. I was wearing my prosthesis. And once again, I was in a terrible state of mind. I was angry, and I was angry at the world. Uh, One thing led to another, and I actually landed in jail because there was a huge confrontation with um, some other girls because I realized that anger doesn't solve anything, but it destroys completely everything. So I actually let my anger take over myself. I allowed someone else to manipulate my emotions. And um, that was the turning point after getting out of jail that I needed to do better. I needed to be better because I was so bitter and it was definitely slowly taking over my entire life. Susan, how were you able to turn your life around? For me, I can't speak for anyone else in their process, but um, I was at the lowest of low, and I was laying in bed, and I remember that that point clearly. Um, I was crying my eyes out from dusk till dawn, and I remember seeing the sun peeking through the blinds in my room, and I could barely open my eyes because they were so swollen and so puffy, and I sat moment, I realized that I no longer wanted to be bitter. I no longer wanted to be negative and and just to be so ugly inside because that wasn't the real Susan. I remember myself being carefree and being uh, open-minded and loving myself, but I allowed the loss of my arm to make me think otherwise. It took years, years of retraining my brain to be positive, to see the good in the bad. And ultimately, the wildest thing was to see the good in what happened during the loss of my arm. I took um, many different classes. I read many books, but ultimately, it was all up to me. It was my option. 
It was my choice. So it took many years, a lot of time, dedication, love, and effort, and self-love. Also, I actually became happiness certified. And there are many layers that you must peel back in order to create joy from within. And a couple of the layers was being authentic and being vulnerable about how you feel. And that was something I needed to do because I was continuing to block my emotions away. I was self-medicating. I didn't want to talk about it to anyone. I didn't want to be around anyone. But step one is very crucial, is being honest with yourself and being transparent and saying how you feel and going through those emotions and allowing that to wash through you. And another layer I'd like to share, which is very important, uh, which actually delayed me in my recovery and something I wasn't ready to do was accept my current reality. I wasn't ready to accept the fact that I was an amputee. I wasn't ready to accept the fact that age 22, I was out there looking for an arm while other girls were out there looking um, for a potentially a new purse or a new pair of a pair of shoes. I was in a different element. So it took a lot of me being able to accept my new reality to move forward. Um, but I talk about it in my book, uh, my process and what I needed to do to be better. Susan, do you feel that the book has allowed you to express all of the emotions that you've been feeling? I feel like the book was um, was was something I wasn't it wasn't in, in my plans. I had no idea I was going to write a book, but one of my mentors and good friend Patrick Hubbard continued to nudge me on that idea and told me I needed to write a book to share my story. Um, so yeah, I've been working on it for about a year and a half, two years, and it was finally published in April. And um, I feel like everything um, I do now is therapeutic and helps me heal. For instance, the book did. Um, I'll be honest with you, Colleen, during the writing of my book, I had no idea and was not prepared for how it would have affected me. Going through my book, writing it, um, I wanted to make sure that I was able to capture my emotions and be raw and authentic so I could be able to capture that for, you know, my, the audience reading it. There are moments where I woke up in the middle of the night crying because I literally thought I had my both arms and I'd wake up and I'd have one. There were times where I was extremely emotional and slightly went through another dark path because I was so just emotional and down and out. However, the beautiful thing is when I was finished writing my book, it was so therapeutic. It was so healing. Um, and I just like to share something really quickly. So now when I have speaking engagements and I speak to different organizations, there are moments where I still get emotional. But I thank those tears because every time I write that book, every time I speak, every time I get emotional, it's actually a healing process. And I'm stronger after that than I ever was. And it's really allowing you to release some of those emotions that are still in there. Absolutely. And it's an ongoing healing process. And that's something I encourage and plead people to do if you're in, if you've suffered loss or if you're traumatized or been through um, some devastating hardship, we must recognize, confront, and embrace our pain in order to move forward 
and in order to heal successfully. One thing I have learned is that if we do not give the healing the attention it needs, it will continue to return for resolution. And I've learned that the hard way. Susan, what do you hope readers will take away from this book? Uh, you know what? Um, I just hope that they're able to be reminded that we are all human, that um, it, it's okay to feel like your back is against the wall and, and uh, your world is tumbling down, and it's okay to feel like you've hit rock bottom, but also to remind everyone how resilient they are and their life is their choice. You're able to move forward and you're able to retrain your brain and to be better, but it all starts with you. This is your process. This is your journey. And ultimately, your life can get better. It really can because mine did after that, you know, all of those traumatic events, my mine got better. And the only message I wanted to, to share is that, that life gets tough. It gets hard. And sometimes we want to give up, but I want to provide hope and strength and just to remind people that we're all human and we can get through it. What's the response been like since you've released your book? I've been receiving messages across the country. Uh, one thing I'm super proud of is the book was released in April, but it's already gone international. Um, I saw it, I was Googling myself and I saw it in Shanghai and India and uh, Canada, Australia. Um, so it's been extremely amazing. And many people have been reaching out to me, sharing their story of adversity, their tragic events in life. And it doesn't have to be losing a limb. It's loss. It's pain. Um, so they've shared stories about losing their parents or their parents walking out in their life at a young age. Um, you know, any type of pain that they've, that they've experienced, the stories I've received are so many, but the beautiful takeaways I've received from the, the messages they've shared is that it gave them hope, is that they've realized that they no longer want to be bitter either. They want to try to be better. So that just warms my heart. And uh, just speaking about it gets me emotional, but I know that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in life. Susan, did you ever see yourself going down this path? Absolutely not. You know, um, I feel like we go through things in life and at that moment we have no idea why we're experiencing that and we just want to give up. And I'm just so glad I did it. You know, we just at that moment when we feel like giving up, we just got to keep on going. We just got to push ourselves. We just have to surround ourselves with people that want us to do better and stay creative, you know, having one hand, um, I would watch people do things and I would wonder to myself how I could get that done, but differently, obviously. It may take me a little while longer, but my goal was to do and get to that point. And why I say that is just keep going. Um, you know, you never know what life has in store for you. For instance, the things I am doing has been so gratifying and so fulfilling, and I had no idea that um, what I went through set me up to where I'm at now and being able to help people and move them forward and shift their energy and, you know, give hope and strength. It has been just, um, it has been wild, but amazing. And um, now I feel like I realize everything I went through, the pain I went through, the heartache, the tears. Now I understand why it's to help people to be better. 
instead of being bitter. It's amazing how something so negative can turn into something so beautiful. I agree. I truly agree that, and I'm living proof of that. And uh, now when I look in the mirror, I smile. I'm okay. I feel like I am imperfectly perfect, and that's just something I want to remind people. We're all amazing. We're beautiful. We're trying our best. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy. Thank you so much. Susan, where can people pick up that book? Um, all, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Nobles. All you can, uh, or, or you can also just uh, go online and uh, type in one arm but not unarmed, Susan Wynn, and uh, it'll let you know where you can pick it up. But Best Bet is one of those outlets. And also it's been picked up by Walmart.com as well. So you can, you know, grab it there. But um, it's out there, guys. Pick it up. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a good book. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. And most importantly, it will make you better. Have you been to Canada at all for any speaking engagements yet? I have not, but I would love to. Absolutely. It's on my bucket list to visit Canada. I've heard so many beautiful and wonderful things about it. And man, I would love, love, love to come to Canada. If people in Canada are interested in having you speaking at one of their events, how do they go about doing that? Feel free to email me at yeah, you got this, which is Y-E-A-H-Y-O-U-G-O-T-T-H-I-S, yeah, you got this, at gmail.com. Or feel free to call me directly, 281-221-2298. I'm on social media as well under Susan Winning. I add the I-N-G, fun play on words. Susan winning because I feel like I'm winning every day, right? Lovely. I love it. I was trying to figure that out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's fun. So feel free once again. Yeah, you got this at gmail.com. My number is 281-221-2298. And um, I'm on social media. So find me and follow me. I feel like my social media pages have been growing um, very, very much so. And uh, it's just, uh, it's a positive platform and um yeah i just i just really want to connect with people and uh, be able to help them be better that's just my purpose and mission in life colleen susan when all is said at the end of the day what is your life goal now you know what my goal in life is um just to continue to be the better version of myself people ask me all the time are you just always positive do you ever have any bad days i was like yeah i do I do. There are some days I wake up and I still feel a little bit bummed out or I'm having a bad day. It's natural. But my wonderful husband, food does not allow me to get into that mode for a long length of time. And also I remind myself that, you know what, I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at. So I am going to just try to put my positive pants on, focus on the good. Um, but I feel like right now, every day, I want to be better. I want to be able to continue spreading my message to these wonderful people and to really give them strength and hope. Um, a few things I'd love to do is open up my own nonprofit, a foundation to truly help people be better, to truly remind people that there is I'm out there to, to listen and to try to help them heal and to move forward and shift their energy. I'd love to continuing... Uh, coaching uh, beautiful people and watch that transformation happen. Um, I'm planning to write a second book um, sometime the end of this year, and it'll be geared towards adolescence. I feel like growing up in this day and age has to be so difficult with all the social media comparisons 
and just life overall. So I'd love to focus on adolescents being better and helping them maintain that positive inner voice. Because as we know, little things can be such big things at a teenage, at a, for a teenager. So I really want to focus on that. And um, another cool project, last project I'd share is I'm working on an overcoming adversity class online. Uh, we're filming this upcoming weekend, and it is phenomenal. It's so valuable, and it's going to be inexpensive. And some people can't afford a coach or they are more private people, and I respect that. So this class, you're able to take it in the privacy of your own home. There's going to be about four sections, seven to ten exercises. Oh, man, it is so powerful. It is one of my proudest projects, and I just can't wait to launch it. So please be on the lookout for that. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I wish everyone out there listening the best. And just remember that you're beautiful, you're amazing, you're strong, and there's nothing that you can't get through. And thank you so much, guys, for having me. I appreciate you, and I'm sending you a hug. Such a great conversation this morning. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again on Connections.